Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday. Holy fuck, I should have got this mic stand fixed before I started the fucking... Oh, there goes the fucking guitar now. Jesus fuck. Okay. Hi, <laughs> welcome to another episode of this fucking shit. And we start in this show. And Big Drew, he's all over the flow because you know he's fucking erratic guy. Yeah. He's all over the place and chaotic energy and shit and what the fuck. I wasn't even really ready for this, but <laughs> I just fucking hit record. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, May 16th, 2022. Let's go. Oh, I didn't even plug my guitar in. Holy fuck, dude. This shit is wild. Okay, there we go. Fucking hey. Uh, oh. My G-string, my G, is, and I didn't even tune this. Wow, I am wildly unprepared for today's episode. Hello, how are you? Welcome to another exciting episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition, the podcast where Drew talks about Drew for you. Hi, uh, how are you? I hope you're having a good week. Uh, I hope you had a good weekend. It's uh, Monday. It's a little bit rainy in Toronto today, uh, but still nice out. We had some very nice summer weather on the weekend. So let's start off the show with a little bit of a how was my motherfucking weekend. Oh, it was good. I uh, thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. I hope uh, that you had a good weekend too. I know that Nick and Mac were out uh, camping in their own town. They were camping within their own city limits. Coming up next on the CBC, local couple camping in their own city. Is it offensive to the homeless? <laughs> Is there's a good question for you? Is camping in your own city offensive to the homeless? More on this at six o'clock. <laughs> That's going to be the line though. We we feel that that you, the act of p- camping is a privileged activity and that if you have that that living outside is fun for you, the realities of mo- of the people that actually <laughs> it's like you're like you if you are privileged enough that you can sleep outside as a luxury and it's fun to you, well then great. <laughs> Whatever the fuck People just get mad about anything as long as they don't get, uh, don't have to think about the fact that they're fucking wage slaves and that the neoliberal economic policies of our society have you entrapped and you are nothing but a useless husk. <laughs> you are nothing but a corn cob to be shed of every kernel and the husk cast aside. Fodder for the dogs. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't fucking get mad about that, then you can get mad about whatever the fuck you want in this fucking society, man. Um, but you know what I am happy about? Let I uh let's start. Let's tell you how my weekend was. We know so we know that Nick and Mac went camping. We know that uh Bubba and Marnus, where I know Marnus was at the fucking game, Mister Fucking Front Row over here, Mister Okay. Okay, you got those fucking nice seats. Okay, Marnus, I see you, buddy. You got those fucking... You got them fucking... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, what would you call it? Them fucking rinkside. Then I'll see you with those rinkside wranglers, bro. Drinking that fucking Rexall beer. 
I guess it's not Rexall beer anymore. I will forever call it Rexall beer though, man. I wish, I hope that they fucking uninstalled the fucking keg lines from Rexall and installed those into Roger's place. Cause there was something about the fact it was like they hadn't cleaned them. The, the beer taps, the beer lines in Rexall, they just never cleaned them. And then there was rather than it was like, it made it like some kind of super booze. Because every beer ran through the beer that came before it. <laughs> so it's like, it gets the fucking power of its ancestors. Every beer that flows through the taps at Rexall is fucking, it's juiced up by its, by the fucking, by its, yeah, by its ancestors. <laughs> but now, so yeah, so we know, and the fucking Oilers, but okay, where do we start here? I'll start off with how's my weekend. Uh, day job in it. Because I'm still looking for a radio gig here. Uh, the Edge guy, uh, we don't know where he is now. Uh, update on that. I sent him in the three demos. I think I might have been a little bit too... Uh, a little bit too... Came on a little bit too thick. Uh, I might have told him that I loved him on the third date sort of situation. Because <laughs> I, I was excited to, you know, I was like, damn, if I could get a job, you know, working at a major market radio station fresh out of school, like that would be cool. So I fucking, you know, I treated it like homework. I, I banged it out. I turned the turnaround was pretty quick on, on the content. And now we're, uh, I'm going to let it chill. I'm going to let it breathe. Maybe later next week, I'll reach out to him and say, hey, by the way, did you ever get a chance to listen to that content demo? I don't really know why or what sort of thing. Okay, so so we're chipping away at that. So I had some day job shifts just because uh, I'm trying not to be on the road, even though I am on the road next week. Grand Prairie, Saskatoon, and I'm going to try to find a spot in Edmonton. I know you guys, some people have been messaging me about where I'm going to be in Edmonton. Not entirely sure yet. Uh, most likely, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we, we will figure that out, but it looks like a Thursday night might be a situation. Uh, but I got to go check out a, a wedding venue. Maybe we'll see. Um, so, um, yeah, I, uh, what the fuck was I just talking about? Uh, oh yeah, I'm on the road uh, next week, May. Okay. So yeah, this weekend I fucking day job in it and, uh, not, uh, you know, I don't mind it. I like, I like the job. It's just the fact that it just fucking, you know, it's not necessarily the most economically, uh, sensible use of my time, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Like I just said, we are all wage slaves and I have yet to break free of the system. Uh, you are helping though and I appreciate your your uh, patronage. So thank you. Um, but yeah, we're trying to, so had some day job shifts. That shit was going good and then I had some fucking comedy on uh, Friday night. Where the fuck was I on Friday night? I uh, Let's take a look at my calendar because I'm so dumb. I don't even remember what I did three fucking days ago. Oh, I was at the rec room, right. We had the big cowbell show at the rec room, sold about 40, 45 tickets fucking you know whatever it's a big room it's a music it's a big big ceilings it's more of a music venue uh but you know comedy worked it was one of those crowds that was just like quiet but happy to be there and no one's you know they're just like <laughs> you know no one's it's it's you can't get any big rolling laughter like the uh what's it called like the fucking because comedy i noticed is like there's a there's almost like an aspect of hypnosis to it as well too where that's why people can get hypnotized because they believe that they're going to get hypnotized. So if you come into a comedy club believing that you're about to have this magical, you know, sort of funny giggle spell cast upon you, then it's then it is easier to get rolling. But if you have an audience resistant, like I can't get hypnotized, you know, you may, you know, or you think like, ah, whatever, these guys, yeah, whatever. But so it's like you may, and you hear something funny, you're gonna be like, oh, nice. Like that was good. 
but you're never going to like surrender and fully suspend your disbelief. And if someone, you know, hits you with a, with a premise that, you know, requires some sort of like suspended disbelief or like, was he really like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to be like, okay, well, yeah, I, I can see how that's a funny joke, but I don't think you actually did that. <laughs> <laughs> and they enjoyed it. They're like, that was a great comedy show. And then, uh, so I've had to adjust, man. Like, I used to get mad at those crowds, and then it makes it worse. I, that's why I bombed in Seattle. Because I was doing these theater gigs, and I just came off these hot-ass fucking club sets and then I switched to these theater gigs and I was still doing this club material that is more like bing bang boom pop 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 but the theater is more just like show me your art let me be a passive observer to your art and <laughs> and I'm more like where the fuck where I need the present I need them to be present I need like for me my whole shit is like it's because I was born in improv like I, there is no fourth wall man I fucking kicked that cocksucker down upon entry right but that theater comedy is almost like requires you to stand behind a fourth wall. But with, within that fourth wall, the limit, there is a bunch of freedom that you can do that you can't do in a comedy club. You can do these like thought out, like fucking rehearsed bits that like if you were in a comedy club or like maybe like a weed room or something where people are like, why are you just I could tell you're just saying like you're being fake. But then the fourth wall of the theater gigs are like, yeah, man, you can do that if they're not there to see you. You know what I mean? Like what? We're still chipping away at that. So. Uh, yeah, Friday rec room gig was okay, and then, uh, Saturday night, I was at, I had another gig at a weed room, uh, Hillis and those fucking guys, Ronan hooked me up with a headliner spot there, and that was fucking dope, really good crowd, and that was, that was the crowd with the, with the suspended disbelief and the, almost this, the, I had these two guys under a fucking spell, man, like, it was like, I couldn't do no wrong, like, like yo, guy, like, they kept stomping the floor, like, bit, hitting each other in the elbows, like, yo, yo, guy, this guy's crazy, fam, yo, dog, this guy's crazy. So I was just doing that, and uh, yeah, it just I don't know. I had fun doing comedy this weekend. I'm very tired, though, man, because of the day job on top of the fucking comedy stuff. And then Sunday, oh, buddy, we're looking at wedding venues. We're looking at a wedding venue in Peterborough, um, just by the cottage, by the lake there, by the res. I might get married on the res. Um, so, you know, might get married on the res. Uh, so we looked at a spot, didn't like it. They would coat of paint Elmhurst. If you're curious, we looked at this wedding venue and it was just like, they fucking paint is chipping off everywhere. And I was like, and we wanted bottles on the table. And the lady's like, no, you can't do that. Our liquor license doesn't let us have bottles on the table during a wedding. And she's like, cause we don't want to overserve or whatever. It's like, well, that's not part of your liquor license. There's no liquor license that says like, oh, and this venue can fucking only sell wine by the glass and not by the bottle and have it on the table. Like every other fucking restaurant. So instantly I was like, well, what? So you're going to try to fucking neuter us on the liquor here and because you don't want to get too rowdy because this is like a kid's resort. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and we have inflatables behind you and all this fucking crap. And I was like, okay, fuck you. Like, you're done. And then they're like, you could choose between one salad. It's like either Caesar or beet or like spring mix. And I was like, yeah, no. No, thank you. So Court and I are thinking about maybe doing it in Canmore. There's a restaurant called The Sensory uh, that's like pretty fucking decent. Um, like good menu and shit, but we'd have, if we did it there, we'd have to be like mad small, like pretty much just like only immediate family. Uh, even that would be sketchy, you know? Uh, cause you know, we're fucking, uh, we're doing, we're paying for this. So, you know, the people that I am close with and that I feel I love and are a part of my relationship with Courtney and, and the ones that have been there, you know, from the get-go and who know her and us are going to be the ones who are invited. And we're not going to do it based on any sort of 
family connections or length of time that we've been friends. We're going to pick the people that have been with us and know us and, and love us as a couple. And, and you know, we're, we're part of the relationship and that's what it is. And, you know, uh, dealing with the fucking, you know, I'm not going to be dealing with the stress of a fucking other people's expectations during this wedding. You know what I mean? Like, that's the hard part. I know Nick and Mac, you guys went through this last year, two years ago. You guys did your wedding and went through this. <laughs> you had to go through this. <laughs> But it's hard, you know, weddings, people have their own shit, they get offended, blah, 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 they have their own expectations about what they want when it's just like, you know, this is uh, our day for us and and whatever we want is what we're going to get and, and it's not about, you know, it's not about what other people want for us or what they think we should do or any of that shit. So there you go. You can tell I'm expecting some static <laughs> about a couple of decisions that uh, both her and I are making um, and that we've made together. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so that I'm going to I'm going to try when I'm back. I'm going to try to check out a fucking uh, reception place. Um, well, I am down there in Canmore. So maybe Janie and I will take a fucking road trip. Who knows? Also, what are we at? What else did I do this weekend? Uh, Sunday, we put the fucking dock in, buddy. So chipping away at the program here. Uh, might have to reallocate some resources from the crew. You know, I've been talking about putting together a comedy team. Well, uh, slowly one by one, it's kind of failing away. I've, I put together a couple PowerPoint presentations that have largely been, uh, you know, ignored <laughs> and, or whatever. Uh, you know, the first meeting that we had, it was okay. The first writer's meeting was really good, but you know, there's a sort of thing where I'm putting a fuck ton of work into this. And if everybody isn't on board and they want to, you know, use their resources and their time for some other stuff on some underpants gnomes, fucking comedy, you know, that's great. Go be the underpants gnome. Step one, fucking make this podcast. Step two, I don't know. And then step three, we're going to be rich. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, that's fucking, uh, it's, I'm sad, but I'm happy. Uh, I guess because now I like, I know I got, I got my fucking, I got it narrowed down now to the fucking, to who I think is actually, I want to start lining myself up with. And you know, it's, you gotta be Scorsese and just start making the Godfather. This guy, he asked all these movie studios for money and they're like, nope, we're not going to do it. Nope, 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 nope. So he said, fuck it. I'm just going to start making The Godfather then on my own dime. So he just started. And within three months, he had fucking every single Hollywood producer fucking chomping at the bid to get in on this movie. So sometimes you just got to fucking just do it yourself. But I can't do everything myself. So I got to fucking I I got we got a plan, buddy. You know, we got the plan. You know who I'm talking to? I'm talking to you, buddy. <laughs> So we're going to move forward. We're moving forward. There is no stopping here. I'm still looking at radio jobs because I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. But, uh, you know, because I got the summer. We have the summer to decide what to do with the rest of the fucking existence that I have on Earth. And what what the main pursuit for my economic uh, survival is going to be. You know, it sounds easy when you put it like that. But, you know, whatever. Uh, speaking of economic survival... <laughs> Uh, 
promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content? Uh, oh, based on your level. How do I do the new ad for this? Because we have now five different levels ranging from $5 all the way up to 100 bucks a month. Uh, depending on what level you want, you get access to fucking behind-the-scenes stuff for my radio stuff. You get access to a bunch of stand-up comedy fucking clips and audio cl- things. And in the Shredder level, only two bucks more than the dummy level. You get access to uh, all the guitar-related content too, which is a, bu- a bunch more crap. And uh, El Stupido Grande, 20 bucks a month, 1950. You get a one-hour lesson, a guitar lesson every month or a cooking lesson or just one hour on a Zoom for therapy uh, session with me. So that's a pretty good deal. You know, 20 bucks a month, you get an hour-long guitar lesson. Most guitar lessons are like 40 bucks a month. So think of it like that. Buddy, sign up for the fucking El Stupido Grande if you want a personal fucking Zoom call with me every uh, every month. It's one hour, and then I'll teach you guitar. That's that's a pretty good deal. Guitar lesson for twenty bucks a month, plus all the other content. Go to Patreon.com/slash Drew Bame. Sign up for the Drew Crew for as little as five bucks, and as much as a hundred if you're fucking the ultimate dummy. Also, promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by our sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.com. Oh, man, they just had the Friday high day sale, which you can use my promo code on. Check this out. Because the ounces are already marked down in the system. You can put my fucking promo code on top. I got two zips of purple space cookies for motherfucking a buck 60. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, look at this. Just got an email. My order is shipped. Holy fuck. Like, come on. Let's go. Just got that email five minutes ago. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew on top of your fucking order. Uh, look out. Sign up for their mailing list so you get the Friday high day specials and all that other crap. But yeah, bro, about once a month, they just blow out all their ounces. And uh, yeah, I got two zips for a buck sixty, and a mystery gram and a mystery extract gram. So it's like I'm getting fucking, what is that? For 50 fucking, you know, 56, 57 grams of weed. For $163, let's do some math there. 57 divided by 163. Is that 34 cents a gram? You got to be fucking kidding me. Is that right? Did I do that right? No. 163 divided by 57. No, it's a, yeah, right. I did that wrong. Uh, 57. What the fuck is wrong with me? 163 divided by 57. What? Okay, well, clearly I'm stu- I'm actually stupid as fuck. Because I don't know if that's right. Yeah, 285 a gram, buddy. 285 a gram. At those prices, I'm going to hit the block. I'm trying to hit the motherfucking block. 285 a gram. Shit. What is that? Seven grams cost you fucking 21 bucks. You can sell Forders and still make a $50, 50% profit. Am I going to start doing that, actually? You want to buy some weed? (laughs) Go to kingtotscannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew. Okay. What else is going on? I put the dock in Sunday. Uh, old guy stuff, and yeah, we're gonna just keep chipping away. Okay, it's Monday. Oh yeah, that's we got. Let's play guitar. Okay, we got dark ethereal melodic backing track in A minor. <laughs> Go to Patreon.com/slash/DrewBame. Sign up for the Drew Crew, and you can play like this. Learn to play like this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, let's do it. Oh, 
Fuck today. Fuck you.